0: This is the message from Connection Community Church for Christmas Eve 2017, the best gift ever. The best gift ever. So what is it for you? Uh, Maybe something from childhood, maybe something more recent. Whatever it is, it's, it's that gift that just stands out from all the rest, the the one that brings a gleam to your eye, a smile to your face, uh, even years and years after you received it, maybe even years after it was long gone. It's that gift, when you think about it, just that to say, wow, wow, what a gift. It's that gift that has a special place in your heart, your mind, your soul. We're going to spend a few minutes tonight looking at what makes something the best gift ever.
1: Good evening, Connection Church. Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for joining us here tonight. You could have been anywhere else, and we're just honored that you came here. My name's Carrie Jones.
0: I'm Alan Jones.
1: And we are two sinners who have been saved by the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Would you pray with us, please? God, we thank you so much for this night, a night that is different than all other nights of the year. God, may the truth of your holy word And the presence of your Holy Spirit be with us this night and change us and transform us in your love. We pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And everybody agreed and said, Amen. 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 The best gift ever. Well, first off, let's talk about gifts. Gifts. We're not that great at gift giving. And actually... I need to turn that around because we're not great at gift receiving. Here's why I say this. Have you ever received a gift and you're like, oh, no, I don't have anything to give in return, and your heart just sort of pounds, and you just feel like you have to do that, and so, you know, I might go upstairs in a closet and see my little stash or this or that. It's like, you got to give somebody something. Am I the only one that feels like that? No. You see, though, when we do that, instead of just receiving the gift as it's intended, is that we we really diminish the value and the importance of the gift itself and the person who gave it to us. And so a gift, a true gift, should be freely given with no expectation of return from the receiver or the giver.
0: So then we have to ask, what is it that makes some not just a gift, but the best gift ever? So we did some research, extensive research on the internet, and through personal interviews in order to try to answer this. And well, we're going to start with a guy named Ralph Waldo Emerson. Does anybody remember Ralph from your high school, uh, probably tenth or eleventh grade American Lit class?
1: Alan, there's a little bit of a collective groan. That's
0: okay. I'm not Ralph, so it doesn't bother me. It's okay. American poet, essayist, philosopher. Actually, he was also a a clergy person at one time from Massachusetts, and he actually had an essay he wrote called Gifts, and they're groaning because it was all the way back in 1844, and if you read the essay, it's really hard to understand, but we waded through it just for you
1: we did because there's some valuable stuff in that essay you see Emerson believes that a true (laughs) gift should have something of the giver in it it should be created by the giver now he points out in his essay I read it from my own eyes that jewelry is not a real gift I beg to differ I'm going with Ralph I don't agree with with that at all Unless, of course, you handcraft that piece of jewelry yourself. I'm a jeweler now. Yeah. In some of our research, we learned about a lady named Jen Welder, who back in 2015, um, actually, she became the first female coach of the NFL. I was fairly impressed with that. And um, she, when she was asked about the best gift ever, this is what she said.
0: She said, I love personal gifts. Thankfully, I'm surrounded by artists. I have stained glass windows my mom made, paintings that my sister and brother-in-law coll- collaborated on, and a painting from my dear friend Randy Jacobs. When I look at them, I feel their love and appreciate their talent. Those gifts are, say it with me, priceless. There we go.
1: Now, not all of us are artists, but don't you just love to receive a gift handcrafted by someone. So think about the gifts. Think about those gifts that kids made for you, those ornaments on the tree. Oh, we've
0: got a collection.
1: Absolute <laughs> treasures that we just love putting up. Now, Erin will be in the next service. She will be, <laughs> not be so thrilled about that one on the side. <laughs> I just think it's so cute. We put all those on the tree, you know, from our kids and now from our grandkids, and they're precious because they're handmade from them.
0: And every year I, I cherish the, the sight of the ornaments that my mom made for our kids way back when they were little. And I get to see them on their trees now that they're grown up, knowing that they cherish them as well. And if you've ever made a gift for someone or been the receiver of such a gift, you know what we're talking about. And so the question for you would be, what is it that you could make for someone who's really dear to you? Can you imagine what it would mean to them? Who knows? Maybe it'll turn out to be their best gift ever.
1: Emerson also believes that a true gift should have the character of the receiver in it as well. In other words, it should be carefully chosen to reflect something of the person you're giving the gift to. Have you ever received a gift from someone (laughs) who maybe you thought knew you well, and you open it up and it's like, wow, this is interesting, And it's like, wow. And in your head, you're like, wow, what were they thinking? That certainly (laughs) doesn't seem to be me. But thank you so much. Mm.
0: Well, a couple of gifts I had certainly had me in mind. They were two of my best ever were given to me by Carrie, Uh, my bicycle and my camera, two of my uh, hobbies that I participate in. And they were carefully selected. I mean, that bicycle is now 20 years old and probably riding it more not right now because it's cold, but generally speaking, writing it more than ever. And gosh, the camera she gave me, I've got about 25,000 pictures on my uh, on my computer that have been taken with that camera. So she definitely had me in mind when she gave me those, those prized gifts. Absolutely, yeah.
1: So we asked our staff at our Christmas lunch last week what their be- best gift ever was, and several of the answers centered on gifts that were absolutely given with the receiver in mind like the tractor trailer gas truck that Mike Rotina, who is our finance director, he got as a kid and it had actual working hoses.
0: That I'll was figure. the most important thing the that working was hoses. The
1: one. Or how about the Barbie Dream House that Bonnie Sieben, she's our brand new director of youth and family life, she got a Barbie Dream House from a, a very special aunt. <laughs> and then This is a good one. Can we have a drum roll? The Millennium Falcon Falcon Star Wars ship that Barry Wiseman got when he was 12 years old. And if you know Barry, he's a Star Wars kind of guy. He was then and he continues to be even today and maybe still plays with it. I don't know.
0: He wishes he still had it because it's probably worth a lot of money. Yeah.
1: Or (laughs) how about... The Barbie that Deb Morgan, our director of office operations, got what a special gift. And my gift, which I spoke about last week, my chatty Cathy. Oh. The best gifts are the ones that focus on the character of the receiver.
0: Hmm. So in addition to what Emerson said, that a gift should have something of the giver and something of the receiver. And in addition to that, very often the best gifts ever are somewhat extravagant. You know, the kind of gifts that, things that you'd really like to have, but gosh, you either couldn't or wouldn't buy for yourself. Either, Either your wallet or your practical side doesn't allow you to spend that kind of money on something for yourself. And so it's just such a wonderful gift when somebody else will cough that cash up for that gift for you. You know, um... We had one at the, at the luncheon, as Carrie was talking about, where um, Kathy, our children's coordinator, her father drove them all out to the airport, One, I think it was Christmas Eve, and they're you know, watching the planes coming and going. Little did they know that he drove them out there so that they could get on a plane to go to Disney that Christmas. Now let's talk about an extravagant gift, Ooh, eh? That was yeah, pretty good. That's what I'm talking so about. So part
1: of our research, we came across um, Melinda Gates her response to this question and the best gift ever. Ironically, considering she's married to Bill Gates, the co-founder of Microsoft, her greatest gift was when her father gave her an Apple III computer. <laughs> yeah, she spent hours on that computer and you know, learned how to do the coding and all that kind of stuff, ended up getting a degree in college in computer science and then she was offered a job at Microsoft, and well, the rest is history. Her best gift certainly did transform her life.
0: Because she was one of the few people in computers at the time when she went to college, yeah. Changed her life, and that's, a, that's a, one of the thing about best gifts ever. Oftentimes, they do change our lives. It's true for Carrie and me. Our best gifts ever have been our children, both biological and those who've married in, and our grandchildren, and, and um, they, <laughs> they have absolutely changed our lives for the best. And again, we were doing some research. We found uh, Sir Richard Branson, who's uh, he's the co-founder of Virgin Airlines, uh, along with a lot of other large businesses. This guy's a multi-billionaire. <laughs> when asked what his best gift ever was, he said, well, go by the names of Artie, Etta, and Eva. (laughs) Those are his grandchildren. So this multi-billionaire, best gifts ever, are these children who he gets to watch grow up, just like we get to watch ours and many of you as well. Best gifts ever.
1: So by now, you're thinking, well, what does this have to do with tonight? What does this have to do with Christmas Eve, the celebration of the birth of our Savior, the birth of Jesus Christ? Well, chances are good that your best gift ever that you've received have, um, the criteria that we've laid out, have been a part of what's made that gift the best gift ever. But we're here to tell you some truth. The best gift ever, the truly best, the best of the best has nothing to do with anything we've talked about. And it has everything to do with the best gift ever, and his name is Jesus. Jesus, the best gift ever. And that best gift complies with every single thing that we've mentioned.
0: Yep, every one of these uh, criteria that we've talked about applies to Christ. For example, Carrier was talking about what is truly a gift. Well, that's Jesus Christ, truly a gift. You. God gives that without expectation of return. I mean, what could we give God back? God gives us Jesus that we rustle in the closet and find a, a box of chocolates here, thank you, or a piece of jewelry. Doesn't make any sense, does it? What could we possibly offer to God in return for the gift of Jesus Christ that He's given us? And the answer is no. The gift is given to us free of charge, no strings attached. It's that love of God that the Greeks called it agape love, that unconditional love, that love that you can't even fathom that God has for us, that's the love that this gift was given to us, this gift of Jesus Christ. And the thing about that gift is it's so incredible. All we can do is receive it. All we can do is receive it. And the way we receive it is by stop saying no <laughs> to the gift. Funny thing about a gift, a gift doesn't really mean anything until we accept it, does it? So this gift of Jesus Christ, we might know about Him. We might be familiar with Him. We might be cognizant of that name and that person and actually even what He did. But until we receive that gift, it has absolutely no meaning or value to us, does it? No. We have to receive it and kind of open that gift and allow that gift to be part of our lives.
1: So we're talking about the best gift ever. Second, this gift... The babe in a manger, born in Bethlehem, has something of the receiver. We're the receivers. The receiver in him. Something of you. Something of me. Here's why I say this. Jesus was human. We are human. Now, I need to just kind of do a little sideline here. We're all imprisoned by sin. We've got you know, sin are those things that we do, that we say, maybe that we think, that separate us from God. Those things that create a gap. And Jesus came to free us from that. Now, sometimes we have a tough time. We really have a difficult difficult time thinking about this whole God thing because God is like the God of the cosmos and it feels like you know do you you're so big and far away do you even know that I exist and the answer is absolutely yes because he loved you so very much that he sent his one and only son right here to enter the earth to pierce the darkness and to enter our lives face to face, right on our level, person to person, Jesus, who was nurtured in his mother's womb just like we were. Let's never forget the part of the Christmas story that reminds us of this, Luke chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. While they were there, The time came for the baby to be born, and she, Mary, gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, we probably weren't born in an inn, but we might have been born in a hospital or in a home. I'm not sure what your circumstance is, but the truth is Jesus came into the world through his mother's womb. We came into the world. We all came in the same way, fully human.
0: And yet Jesus also fulfills another criteria of the best gift ever, according to Emerson, because he's got something of the giver in him. Absolutely, he's the Son of God, our Heavenly Father. That's what the angel shared with with Joseph many months before the birth. Check this out. But after he considered this, Joseph considered leaving Mary because she was with child and he knew it wasn't his. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your life wife, because what is re- conceived in her, say it with me, is from the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, responsible and for that pregnancy.
1: And it was so much more than a birth thing. Jesus truly was the Son of the Most High. We're reminded of a discussion that Jesus had with a guy named Philip, who was one of his disciples. Jesus spent some time preparing his followers for when he would no longer be there with him. And so um, Philip was asking him some questions, and one thing that Philip said is, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough. And Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you for such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work.
0: Mm. Family resemblance. Maybe some of you guys have that in your family. I know we do. <laughs> we do. And it goes beyond just looks, you know. It's funny in our family where I've seen mannerisms in my children from like Carrie's brother from when he was the age of the children. Well they never saw him do those, but I did because it's it's there, you know? And that's what we're talking about with Jesus here, the characteristics of God. It's they, they share this DNA and that tells us Christ is fully divine, while at the same time as Carrie shared a few minutes ago, fully human. It's hard for our brains to wrap around that, fully human, fully divine, but that's what Christ is. That's what Christ is, God in the flesh, Emmanuel, God with us.
1: Well, not only that, the perfect gift is something extravagant, something you wouldn't you really couldn't get for yourself. And that is true for Jesus. No matter how much we like to pretend we can't save ourselves, we can't do it, nor can we save someone else. As hard as we try, we cannot do it. We can't give that gift to ourselves. The only one who is capable of giving the gift of forgiveness of sins. The gift of salvation is Jesus. It's through that forgiveness that then we can forgive. Hmm. How extravagant of a gift is that?
0: Well, this is how extravagant it is. For God so loved the world. And I'll tell you what, in place of world, put your name in there. For God so loved, Alan, your name that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son in the world to condemn the world, say the rest with me, but to save the world through Him.
1: That is extravagant. That is over-the-top extravagant. Now, I really do love, love you. I love you. And I would give my life for you. I really would. But I couldn't give my kids on your behalf or my grandkids. It just would be too, too hard. But that's what God did. That's exactly what God did when he sent his son to us on Christmas, knowing that his son Jesus would die 33 years later for us. That is an extravagant, an over-the-top, an absolutely extravagant gift from God.
0: Mm. And then finally, the best gift ever is something that changes lives. Well, that's got Jesus written all over it, doesn't it? And that's what he was all about, changed life. That's what he did and continues to do on a daily basis, change lives. You know, when we receive the gift of Jesus Christ, the gift of his forgiveness of our sin, the gift of his love, the gift of his salvation, well, our lives will never be the same, ever. As we read in Second Corinthians 5.17, If any was as in Christ, they're a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come.
1: And so we don't find the best gift ever wrapped in a nice pretty box under the tree, nor do we find it in the stocking that's hung by the chimney with care. No, we find the best gift ever in a manger in Bethlehem with Mary and Joseph. And not too far away were the shepherds in the fields watching over their sheep. And the angels came and told them, Hey, you got to go check this new baby out, the Savior of the world. Wow. And those shepherds, they were the lowest of low in society and they had nothing to give, but they went and received the gift of the newborn child, the baby king, the best gift ever, Mm. Jesus.
0: And so we encourage you to do the same. Open your arms, your minds, your hearts, your souls to receive this best gift ever, Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh. Maybe you've done it before. Don't be afraid to do it again right here tonight. You know, we we can open our hearts daily and refresh and renew that relationship with Jesus Christ every day of our lives. Open yourself to the best gift ever. Once again, receive this gift of salvation that Jesus brings.
1: And for those here who have not done that, who have not received the gift of the relationship, well, tonight's the night. Tonight's the night. Open yourself up to the Holy Spirit. You know, there's something that you just need to know first off and it's this God loves you God loves you so so much loved you so much that he came down from heaven and dwelt among us but we need to admit our need for God admit that there's a gap that we try to fill with so many different things but the only and it's not a thing, it's a person. The person of Jesus Christ is the only one who can fill that gap. So admit our need for that relationship. And then believe. Believe that he died for you. He did. He died for you. He came to be born and he died so that we could receive the gift of the relationship so that um, we can receive grace, God's love that we can't do anything for except to say yes to, quit saying no. And here's what the gift of the relationship does for us. It brings peace during times when things are all out of whack and there's chaos, and we can say, yeah, Jesus is still on the throne, God's on the throne. And it brings healing when we think that, you know, it's, it's all finished and it's done, and healing comes in so many different ways. And here's what a relationship does. It brings forgiveness of sin. And we can, we receive that, and then we're able to give it. And our heart isn't full of all that yuck and stuff. So all we need to do is accept the gift, and when we do, we have new life. The old stuff's gone. The new... There's nothing you've done or thought or said that Jesus is like, I don't love you anymore. That, that's just not the character of God. So just receive the gift, new life, eternal salvation, because Jesus is the best gift ever. The best gift ever born this day in the city of David, Jesus, who is Christ the Lord. He is the good news. Let's believe it, and let's live it. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, It is absolutely overwhelming to think that you could do something like that for us. And we try to make sense out of it, and it doesn't make sense. And so that's why sometimes we have trouble believing. But in faith, Lord, faith, believing in those things that we don't see, we just accept in faith, Lord. Help us accept this relationship of your love and of your grace. And God, for some of us, it's just such a tough night because Christmas is kind of like a a magnifier where, you know, the good is like really good and the hurt is extra hurt. And so God, in this room, we're all over the place and where our hearts are and how we feel and what we're experiencing. But that's why you came, to give us peace and mercy and love every day of our lives. So we thank you. And we pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Everybody agreed and said,
0: Amen. 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 Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692.
1: Connecting people with Jesus in the life.